Welcome to the Faith Women Podcast. We're a community of women at Faith Baptist Church in Youngsville, North Carolina, that desires to honor the Word of God, to support our church, and to encourage each other as we know, grow, serve, and go. Through these episodes, we'll be introducing you to our ministry team, sharing truth from God's Word, and challenging you to grow in your love for the Lord and those He's called you to serve. We're so glad you've joined us. Let's dive in. Well, welcome to the Faith Women Podcast. I'm Kirsten Lewis. I'm the Women's Ministry Director here at Faith Baptist Church, and I am with my co-host today, Carolyn Rich. And today we're talking to Women's Ministry Leader, Jessica Lawler. So, Jessica, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and your family. Okay, great. Well, thanks, Kirsten. I'm honored to be here. Um, like Kirsten said, my name is Jessica, and I've been married to my husband, Jonathan, for nine years, and we have three beautiful and very busy children. Hudson is five, Felicity is three and a half, and Claire just turned two. I was an elementary school teacher in Christian schools for several years until waddling out to have my son, and now I have the privilege of staying home with my kids. I joke that I spend my days wiping. I wipe counters, faces, floors, hands, bottoms, and then I wake up and wipe them all again. I am a professional wiper. <laughs> In all seriousness, I work from home running a business that helps teachers around the world with lesson plans, activities, and professional development. That's great. Uh, well, do you want to um, tell us a little bit about your testimony and how you came to know the Lord and what brought you to Faith Baptist Church? Sure. I grew up in a Christian home in Montreal, Quebec, so I'm French-Canadian, and my extended family are all, and I mean all, church planters, pastors, Bible teachers, Christian authors, all involved in ministry in some shape or form. So when I say that I grew up in the church, I was literally in the church. Um, Montreal is a very, very spiritually dark area of the world. It's technically an unreached people group with less than 1% of people claiming to be evangelical, so I learned from a very early age about the cost of following Christ. Both my grandfathers have been imprisoned for sharing the gospel, and they live in Canada. Um, the Lord drew my heart to His through my parents' example, Sunday school lessons, and my time spent looking through and reading my little Bible. I accepted the Lord when I was seven, and through the many ups and downs, my life has been one of following hard after Him. When I was 10, we moved to Dallas, Texas, talk about a culture shock, and there I experienced cultural Christianity for the first time. We went to a very large church. It was almost 100 times bigger than our home church in Canada, but we got connected and my faith grew. I learned a lot about studying the Bible, I was, had the opportunity to go on several mission trips, and I was very involved in the drama program. When I was a junior in high school, we moved again, this time right outside of New York City, and at my public high school, it was neither cool nor convenient to be a Christian. So it was then that I really had to decide if being a Christ follower was something I wanted to be known for. Through prayer and study, I decided that it was. The Lord strengthened my convictions and gave me lots of opportunities to share my faith with my classmates because I was determined to live differently. After high school, I attended Liberty University, a Christian college in Virginia, and here my faith and knowledge of the Bible grew by leaps and bounds. I had always been a good kid, but here I learned where my identity truly lied. It was no longer about perfectionism or people-pleasing or legalism. Jesus had captured my heart, and I wanted to know him deeply so that I could bask in his grace, peace, and joy. I came to view a daily intentional time with the Lord as a non-negotiable. 
And I will say that when I used to share my testimony, I would sometimes feel like it didn't mean as much because I wasn't saved out of addiction or I hadn't been the prodigal who had everyone rejoicing at my return. But the Lord has reminded me that a steady faithfulness can be a vivid testimony of grace and love, even if it's less dramatic or flashy. So if your story is similar to mine, thank the Lord. Praise him for his protection and continue to point to his goodness. And the Lord brought us to Faith Baptist Church. Actually, it's a crazy story. We moved here from Seattle, Washington. Uh, my husband was coming to work at the seminary here, um, but he works as the archivist, which is the historian. So we always joke that we're here for seminary, but we're here full time. So you can be friends with us. Um, and we actually found Faith because on their website, the missions tab had a section about their missions to Quebec, which is where I was from. And Anyway, it was amazing, and really the missionaries were no longer there, but the website was just outdated. <laughs> but that's what the Lord used to bring us to faith, um, and we were um, just really impressed by the solid Bible teaching, and we were desperate for friendship and connection, so we got involved right away, and the Lord has really blessed our little family through faith. Well, we are so glad that you're here at faith, and it's a joy to uh, get to know you and your family, and to be a part of your faith group and have you on the leadership team. Uh, so you've really, um, the Lord has just really worked a lot in your life and throughout your testimony and things, you've, um, he has grown your faith. What specifically um, is he teaching you right now or what are you doing that you grow in your faith now? Well, with three little ones to take care of, gone are the days of long, luxurious times of Bible reading, study, reflection, and prayer. But while my quiet time may not look like an hour of uninterrupted time, I still make it a priority. I wake up early each morning, spending time reading God's Word, and I pray every day and throughout the day that God would use my quiet, mundane service to my family to bring Him glory. While we eat breakfast, we listen to scripture on audio, my kids are young and may not always understand what they're hearing. I believe that there is value in having the Word of God wash over my kids. I kind of see it as digging a trench. And when they're ready, the Holy Spirit will flood that trench with water of understanding. And for myself, when I'm losing my mind, um, I love to redeem my time by listening to podcasts, audiobooks, or worship music when I'm doing mundane things like washing dishes, going for walks, or putting away laundry. What, uh, what are you loving right now as far as like podcasts or mm. books? Or... Well, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. I do love podcasts, um, and I listen to a variety. Um, I really love the Gospel Coalition podcast. Um, they just have a variety of rich spiritual teaching, um, so those are always a great go-to. I also love the Risen Motherhood podcast, which is an encouragement for young moms just to apply the gospel to every aspect of life. It's not just something we live out on Sundays, but it can really be applied to changing diapers and washing dishes and you know counseling a friend. So that's one of my favorite ones. I could go on and on though. I love, I have a cereal podcast that I listen to about the history of cereal. And I love the Don't Mom Alone podcast kind of entrenched in the in the mom world right now, but I find there's a lot of value in encouraging young moms to stay steadfast in their love of the Lord and their families. Well, Jessica, I really enjoyed serving with you on the women's ministry team, and uh, it sounds like you've 
done a lot of in-depth study um, throughout your life. Um, what spiritual gifts have you discovered about yourself um, with your walk with the Lord? Um, well, I would say I'm a, definitely a natural-born teacher um, based on my career, but also I just love teaching in general. I definitely grew up playing um, educational classroom in my bedroom with my stuffed animals as my earliest pupils. Um, but I really love explaining things and engaging in ways. And I have felt the burden of making disciples, little world changers. Um, so first it was my students in my classroom and now with my own three kiddos at home um, and women in my local church, I feel like I've just, I love having the opportunities to teach about God's goodness and help others see his handiwork all around us. Well, you definitely sound like you're a very busy woman with mm -hmm. your kids and helping out with um, in your house with your husband and all. But um, if you could go back and talk to yourself um, as a teenager or a young adult, um, what's one piece of advice that you would give yourself? Hmm. Um, I think two things. First of all, I would tell myself, when I was finishing college, that there's a difference between calling and assignment. As Christians, we all want to find and follow the call of God on our lives. And if we don't, we are afraid that we'll be out of the will of God. But I've learned that we all have the same calling to follow Jesus, obey his word and do things that bring him glory. And that's it. And I feel like there's so much freedom in that. Now, our assignment is what God has called us to do right now. And our assignment is not our identity. It changes with different seasons of life. And sometimes we can cling to or linger in a season too long because we're comfortable or we're afraid of change. But God has moved me through many seasons, many different assignments, some that I planned and most that I didn't. And all I have to do is keep my eyes fixed on Him. So I would tell myself to be faithful in the big and the small things and to not worry so much about doing one thing for my whole life or following one path or being known for one thing. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, I would tell myself that marriage is not 50-50, it's 100-100. My sinful self will easily say, okay, I've done my share. I think that's just about enough effort for one day. He can pull his weight and do the rest. When he gets home, I've got my shoes on and I say, your children are waiting for you. Um, but I would tell myself to prepare myself that marriage is a partnership. It's a working together. It's dying to self. A picture of Christ loving the church. And through study, we know that Jesus didn't ever give 50%. I don't love or serve my husband with 50% of my heart or my time or my energy. I have to commit 100% to choosing my husband and fighting for long-lasting connection. So that's what I would tell myself. Even when you don't feel like it, aim for 100%. Well, you've definitely shared a lot of great insight. I appreciate you sharing all of those um, things with us. And it's been really great getting to learn more about you um, as a person and as a fellow member of the church as well. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with the women of faith that uh, maybe we haven't asked or haven't covered before we wrap things up? Um, I would love to share one book recommendation. Okay. So something I'm loving is a book that I'm reading. It's called Anonymous by Alicia Britt Choley. And it has been soul piercing. Um, it encourages the reader to look at the hidden or anonymous seasons in your life when you move to a new place or you're at home with young kids 
or you're generally unknown to those outside of your home, and to use that time to seek after God, to let him sanctify you and mold you into the person that he created you to be for his glory. The book hinges on the idea that Jesus's life was largely anonymous. 90% of it was not in public ministry. And the author reminds us that it's the, the decisions and practices that we put into place in the quiet of our homes and of our hearts, that's what's going to determine where we look for our identity and our worth. So that's been really thought-provoking for me. I highly recommend it. You can buy it on Amazon. Again, that's Anonymous by Alicia Britt Choley, C-H-O-L-E. That sounds like a really great book. So you talked about uh, you have you have three kids, you're married, you, you have a business. Mm-hmm. How do you have time to read? Well, it's not or easy. Yes, there are definitely times when I'd rather just zone out and sit in silence because riding in the car with no music on is like a vacation. Um, but I realized that I had to make an intentional choice. A lot of young moms, a lot of women I hear, they say, I don't have time to read. And I want to challenge them and say, you do have time to read. You just spend your time other places. Um, so for me, getting up early, doing my quiet time, um, and then I always I spend some time in God's Word, and I'll pray and journal, and then I intentionally spend some time reading. Um, sometimes during my kids' nap time, um, instead of unloading the dishwasher and running around, I try to spend the first 30 minutes just reading. Um, I heard a great sermon once about the value of true rest and not trying to multitask our way through everything in the day, because um, I'm definitely a producer and a doer, and I love to multitask, but I found that that's not always the most effective. It's not the most restful thing, and so at the end of the day, I was just done, and I was just drained. So finding 30 minutes of true rest when my kids go down for their nap or rest time, and then also turning off the TV before bed. Um, My husband and I, at the beginning of the year, we decided the last hour before bed we were not going to watch TV. We would just read together. Um, And so that has been an incredible opportunity for me to to breeze through books, and I do, I really love it. Fiction, nonfiction, I love it all. That's really wise. I, I think I will try to read that book. Mm-hmm. Well, you you have a lot of wisdom, I think, Jessica, in a lot of the things you've been saying and talking about. Has there been anybody in your life that was really instrumental in encouraging you to grow in your faith or really just teaching you about godly wisdom and priorities and things like that? Yes, so two people come to mind. One is my mom, who is my best friend, um, my advice giver and cheerleader and babysitter, and I'm so thankful for her. She really just modeled for me the kind of mom and woman that I wanted to be. Um, And then another person is, in college I had a mentor named Lori. She was and is so dear to my heart, and she modeled for me a woman who was in the Word every day. She was a thoughtful and patient wife and mother and a faithful and intentional friend. She encouraged me to love the Lord with my whole heart in a quiet, steady, persevering manner. She taught me about the power of prayer unlike anyone else. While I was away at college, she would call me and just pray over me on the phone as I walked to my next class or studied for an exam or went on a date. She wasn't afraid to ask me difficult questions and hold me accountable. She and I started a ministry at our church where college-aged girls would get together with older, 
or should I say wiser, women, and they served as mentors. And we met together to discuss the Bible and also practical life topics, such as menu planning, friendships, budgeting, hospitality. I learned a lot from her, and she was crucial to pointing me to the Lord during college and my early married years. I hope to do the same for my own daughters and perhaps other girls in the church someday. Well, Jessica, we appreciate you spending um, time with us today and sharing your heart and your life with us. And um, we just look forward to seeing you at Faith when we're around. Yes. Thank you, Jessica. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Faith Women Podcast. We hope you were both encouraged and challenged by what you heard today. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss an episode. If you're in our area, we'd love to have you join us at Faith Baptist Church in Youngsville on a Sunday or at any of our special events. You can learn more about our ministry online at faithnc.org slash women. See you next month.